This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music. I am here with contributor Serena Turo. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. WBGO's Nicole Sweeney. Hey, Robin. And from Radio Milwaukee, Tariq Moody. Howdy, Robin. All right. It's New Music Friday, which means that a ton of albums and EPs are out today. We've sorted through a whole bunch of them to find the best ones for you to hear now. On this episode, we're looking at May 12th releases. That includes new ones from Celine Dion and Belinda Carlisle. There's also a debut album from Madison McFerrin that's out today. But we start with a big release in the electronic world. This is the UK duo known as Over Mono. That's all one word, Over Mono. Their debut album is called Good Lies. This is the title cut. This album is everything I love about electronic music and why I love it so much. It brings on influences from everything from the UK electronic scenes and subgenres of dubstep from artists like Burial to uh, even UK Garage or two-step from artists like MJ Cole to Chicago House Techno, Juan Atkins. It brings it all together in a, a lovely, well-produced project, and it's full of some amazing vocal samples that I love. Uh, vocal samples include on like Is You samples Terza's track Gladly, which is one of my favorite tunes from Terza. Oh yeah, it was so infectious. And it's interesting you said Chicago House because I wrote that down, New Jersey. I was feeling like the the inspirations of true house music where you do like the dancing and, and you just said sweat is just dripping off of you. Ladies don't care about their hair. Fellas don't <laughs> care about nothing else. It feels like they touch on so many different parts of that music that kind of like gets your heart pumping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been interesting as EDM has become less of the driving influence of like American radio pop music. I feel like that's been such a blessing for me because I've had the chance to dive deeper into the world of electronic music outside of the radio and find acts like this. And I feel like this is really where I go to 
hear music that's so visceral and that captures my attention and it's always like surprising and unexpected and I feel like a great thing about like electronic music is like most of these songs are sampling vocal moments from other popular songs and so it's a way to like revisit music I already love and to think about it differently. Yeah, to your point, Tariq, uh, I think what's really interesting about this project and what I really love as well is that it lands perfectly in that space between the super propulsive, like four on the floor dance electronic music and then the more subtle trance-inducing, almost like ambient electronic music. It's kind of in between those spaces. Like these guys really know how to finesse everything really, really beautifully. You know, they, they can go deep without going too far. I completely agree. I mean, like they're threading a needle with this mm, yeah. music, right? Yeah. One of my favorite cuts is called Scold. Goal, like it's an aggressive electronic percussion that just reminds me of going to, I don't remember in DC, there was a place called Fifth Column right across the street from my, the old 930 Club. I used to go dancing there and that that track just brought back those memories. But yeah, this this I was really surprised by this project. It really does celebrate the beauty of electronic music, which sometimes gets a bad rap because of all the EDM stuff that permeates in the big arenas, but this really celebrates kind of the, the underrepresented, the underappreciated genres that didn't, didn't get much love as some of the those big acts. And they're connecting all the dots in a way that doesn't sound forced. It sounds very natural. All right, that album again is called Good Lies from the electronic duo Over Mono. That's out now on May 12th, along with a debut album from the singer Madison McFerrin. It's called I Hope You Can Forgive Me. This is the song Fleeting Melodies. If you could be a really great singer or a really great dancer, which would you choose? Singer. Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Serena, that's because you're young. Your knees are still good. Yeah. I, I feel like there are more contexts in which it's fun to be a good dancer than it is to be a good singer. I hear a voice like this. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Madison McFerrin. I'm so excited about this one. I've been following her for some time. Of course, that last name sounds familiar because her dad is the Bobby McFerrin. Now, it's almost 
one of those things where you expect if he has kids, they're going to fall into the, you know, the musical side of things. But Madison, boy, I feel like she takes it to another level. Yeah. I kind of wondered if she was just going to kind of do her dad's thing, you know, that just largely acapella vocal gymnastics you know but but this, because if you remember back you know in the 80s when he was dropping stuff it was like wow what is this we'd never heard anything like that before and but this is so completely her own yeah i mean she yep. just it right. her music unfolds in this totally different universe it's much later at night it's a little darker a little more curious less yeah. playful but in a good way yeah really want to jump to the song utah or should we be alone She's actually talking about an experience where she's, every time she goes on this long excursion with her fiance, they have an argument in Utah. Imagine that. <laughs> so Ma Madison turned that into a song and Madison McFerrin is just so beautifully amazing. So many different things come from this album and I think that's what I love about it. I am a McFerrin fan. The vocal harmonies, the production, her beatboxing, it's a brilliant project and her voice is just hypnotic. And one of my favorite songs is God Herself. Yeah. Keep you satisfied. My kind don't trees. Oh my God, that song has this kind of gospel vibe, but it's sensual and it's just, that song just gives me goosebumps. I love that it's short, too. It's only 28 minutes, which is really like you immediately just want to hit replay. You're like, I didn't get enough of that. Let's go again. <laughs> oh, I just leave but, him wanting more. Yeah. I mean, I just to reiterate, it sounds amazing. Like, that was the thing that stood out to me. Like, not only her voice, but the way it's engineered. It's so present. The fact that she's producing here. And that it's hard to put it in a box of what it's doing. It's all over mm -hmm. the place. You know, a song like Run has jazz drumming on it and this really cool, wobbly, synth-based sound. Run is a song that features Bobby. And I want to keep mentioning her dad because I feel like she wants to have that separate, you know, identity. But look, she's Bobby's daughter. You hear it. Okay, that's Madison McFerrin with her debut album out today. It's called I Hope You Can Forgive Me. And uh, speaking of artists who had big hits in the 80s like Bobby McFerrin, the singer Belinda Carlisle is back today with a new collection of songs. It's called Kismet. This is the closing cut, Sanity. Whenever I was spinning out 
Yeah, Belinda Carlisle has had two albums out in the 21st century. One of them was an album of French standards, and one was an album of Sikh chants. So this is basically her first album of new material in 27 years, which is crazy. And this EP was written by Diane Warren, and Warren actually co-wrote on Heaven on Earth, which was her second solo album. And it's funny because, you know, Carlisle said she had no intention of recording new music, But her son actually ran into Warren at a coffee shop. They ended up on FaceTime, and then they kind of essentially decided, what the heck, let's go for it, which I think is where the EP title comes from, Kismet. And I think one of my favorites on here is probably If You Go, which really takes a chapter out of the Kelly Clarkson playbook. I think there's even a nod to the lyrics on the song, My Life Would Suck Without You. It's not like I It's really exciting to think that like somebody at 64 years old can still, especially a woman in the music industry, can still surprise us and bring us something new. You know, when I think back to the 80s, a a lot of what Belinda Carlisle was doing with the Go-Go's, you know, it felt at the time to me like fairly low stakes pop music, you know, but in retrospect, she was way ahead of her time. And the stakes were actually really very high with that music. You know, there are a lot of reasons why, but you know, one is, you know, we were just talking on last week's show about a trend towards celebrating self and self-affirmations in popular music now. And this is something that she was doing 40 years ago, you know, celebrating the power of women and body positivity, you know, accept me, accept us as, as we are. There was a fearlessness to what they were doing. And she ruled in a space that was otherwise dominated by men. And, you know, to your point, Serena, this just feels like such a perfect time for her to return and slip back into the conversation. And, you know, it's interesting. I think it's hard not to think about her legacy on music these days. I mean, even in the last year, the band always had a song called Belinda Says. And I was doing a deep dive into Lana Del Rey's catalog earlier this year when her new album came out. And I remembered, wow, Lana Del Rey's first single literally quotes the Heaven is a Place on Earth song. And so I think it's great to see her back. It's great to think about her place in pop music and the way that as like this adult contemporary pop sound returns to the mainstream, how much of that sound from the 2000s was indebted to the way that she has just made the big pop chorus like indelible to her songwriting. I mean, before there were Stranger Things and Kate Bush, there was Black Mirror and Belinda Carlisle. So, right. 
Yeah. I think we've been waiting for this moment. This album, there's no such thing as a coincidence. I think that meeting between her son and Diane was definitely meant to be because this music just feels like, like someone like me who likes to go back from time to time. I'm, 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 I'm going to be visiting this album, Kismet, with, uh, with Belinda. It's so cool. I love it. Belinda Carlisle, her first new music in six years or 27 years, depending on, I guess, how you measure that span of time. It's called Kismet. We do have several more releases out now on May 12th that we want to highlight for you, but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Support for NPR and the following message come from Guayaquil Yerba Mate. When co-founder Alex Pryor left Argentina to study food science in California, he brought along one of the comforts of home. Like many Argentines, Alex grew up drinking a loose-leaf, caffeinated beverage called yerba mate. While mate's preparation varies from country to country, it is traditionally enjoyed by infusing dried mate with water in a hollowed-out gourd, sipping the liquid through a straw, and passing it around to friends in a circle. The drink is considered a symbol of friendship and hospitality, and Alex wanted to share it with his new college community. His classmate David Carr was inspired by Mate's energizing properties, and the pair began selling the drink to students and small businesses. With the help of three other friends, the school project grew into a company, and Guayaquil set out to spread the communal spirit of Mate across the U.S. To learn more and share the power of Yerba Mate, visit guayaquil.com. It's New Music Friday from NPR. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Serena Turos, Nicole Sweeney, and Tariq Moody. And we're looking at the best releases out now on May 12th, including one of my favorites out this week. It's from the singer Raheel. It's called Flowers at Your Feet. This is the song Fables. She's best known as leader of the Brooklyn rock band Habibi. And uh, this is a 14-track album that borrows from field recordings, audio from her family's home movies, even audio of her late aunt singing in Farsi. She has She's of Iranian heritage, and you can hear it throughout the record. She's even The album's even inspired by an Iranian poet by the name of Farooq Farouqzad. And this album kind of reminds me a little bit of like Luscious Jackson, like Beastie Boy elements throughout the project. I love her laid back vocals, man. It's just yeah. this weird, trippy vocals that just put me in a, in a right hit mood. Uh, one of my favorite tracks is I Smile 4E. When the ones departed, leave me empty hearted. 
sun keeps shining, she speaks. She says the days continue and all the farewell misuse will be her kiss on my cheek. The sax and hip hop production Mary with that laid back vocals was just like, dude, this is so cool. Then she goes right into this reggae vibe on yeah. Tell Me. I'm such a sucker for an artist who has this real like audio collagist sensibility. And I want to read a line that she wrote in the liner notes. She said she gave thanks to, quote, waves of Indonesia, car auctions of middle America, playgrounds of Brooklyn, audio treasures of VHS and every voice that has spoken to me repeated here. I love you. And I thought that was so beautiful and really encapsulates the expanse of this album. And I feel like I also want to give a shout out to the producer here, Alex Epton, who creates these soundscapes that are so warm and inviting. And I feel like a lot of pop radio is almost too perfect these days. It's too clean. It's too glossy. It's too sterile. And I love here that they're are moments of imperfection where, like my favorite track is Gone Astray. Which is borrowing some of the modal tonalities of Iranian music, but also like the way it's recorded. It has this spaciness to it, this garage rock mm-hmm. sound. It it makes you feel like you discovered some old tapes, and you're like, does anyone know about this? Like somebody should know about this. It's really really good, and I just love too that she's playing with recorded sounds of the past while also really looking towards the future thematically and lyrically. Like on that song "Gone Astray," she's singing about the kind of people who are too stuck in the past thinking about the good mm-hmm. old days to realize, like, you know, the present is a good thing, too. Tariq, you mentioned her voice. I don't think enough can be said about how I think remarkable her voice is. Just yes. the way she can deliver a line is so charming. It's like hyper-realism. You know, it's it's so genuine and so unadorned. Almost a little awkward at times, but not in an uncomfortable way. More in just a very human, completely relatable yes. way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Necessary. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It's yeah. an honest, there's an honesty in her singing, That's right? It. That you don't, you rarely hear in music. And it's really sweet, too. The song Ode to Dad really moved me. Outside the world's gone mad, Dad's inside of my head. He knows when I'm feeling sorrow. He asks me if I still pray I tell him I'll be home tomorrow Save my prayers for another day Outside the world's gone mad Dad's inside of my head Just the idea of the world going completely mad and how she finds comfort in her father's voice. Yeah. The album is Flowers at Your Feet, my personal favorite of the May 12th releases from the singer Raheel. All right, let's go next to one of the biggest albums of the week. It's from Celine Dion, completely opposite kind of singer from Raheel. It's the soundtrack to the film Love Again. This is the title cut. Rising tides, 
tears you cry every night seem never ending. But that's just life. The last goodbye, high and dry, that leaves you empty. You might think your world is ending, but it won't. You might think you need to give up, but you don't. 'Cause you don't have to move a mountain, just keep moving. Every move is a new emotion, and you don't have to find the answers, just keep trying. The sun will rise again, the storm subside again. This is not the end, and you will love again. Let me try to get through this without shedding a tear because that's just how really emotional, deep, and moving、uh, these songs are. But we are talking about Celine Dion, right? You not only get a chance to hear her again, you get a chance to see her. This is her first feature in a film, and this movie is about a woman who lost her fiance tragically. And still continues to send him text messages to his phone number, but that phone number has been given to someone else. But just even listening to the song "Love Again" is a reminder that if you've lost love, that you can maybe find it again. And, and these words being sung by Celine to me are just so deep and personal. Many of us know that she lost her husband. This feels like a personal soundtrack, not just for、uh, the movie, but it feels like these are words from Celine. There's a particular song、uh, that she sings, "Love of My Life," and I can feel it kissing mine. Oh, from the first moment, and I would hold it down. From the first moment, from the first moment. And at first, I thought it was a wedding song. Oh, it's perfect for a wedding. But upon listening to the lyrics, she does mention, you know, remembering your your stupid smile. And there's a part at 31 seconds in that song where Celine takes this sigh, and I feel like she's even in that moment thinking about her husband. So, this is a beautiful, beautiful album about love. Celine breathes life into every single word. Yeah, you know, I think the math works out so that it's it's fourteen songs, five are new for the movie, six are old songs, and three are like soundtrack instrumentals. And I think "Love of My Life" was also my favorite of the new songs.、Mm -hmm. But if this whole soundtrack, this whole movie, was just an excuse to get everyone to listen to "It's All Coming Back to Me Now" one more time, then like. Who cares? It was worth it, in my opinion. Like that is maybe the best song to get wine drunk to and butcher at karaoke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> except for the fact that this song is like twice as long as you think it is if you're the one who has to sing it. <laughs> Like 
You know, Rolling Stone published this 200 best singers of all time list earlier this year, and yes. they left off Celine Dion. And the vocal diva fans like came out of the woodwork to defend Celine. And I didn't realize how many people were fans of her too, but it just felt like one of those moments where you're like, this is such an undeniable voice. Yeah, I mean, I made that comparison to Raheel, and it, I, you know, that they're completely different singers. It's worth noting that I do believe that both artists can tap into really deep emotions. They just take entirely different paths to get there. You know, when I when I first heard the title cut to this Love Again record, I was sort of powerless to stop it. You know, and, and it's pulled the the feelings. You know, it's like ah, it is just such a potent pop song. And man, there's really something to be said about a, just a sweet, soaring, hyper-melodic pop ballad, you know, and its inherent superpower for putting you all in your feels, you know? Yeah. I mean, and why not? The, the world is full of just a lot of ugliness, and, and why not? Yeah, that's it. Celine Dion back with her first new music since 2019. The album is the official soundtrack to the film Love Again. And before we wrap up this week's show, let's just mention some of our personal favorites out now on May 12th. Tariq, we'll start with you. I selected uh, Chicago Footwork Pioneer Innovator, R.P. Boo, Legacy Volume 2, featuring tracks made between 2002 and 2007. And it's definitely it's a great entry into the, to the whole footwork scene. For those who are not familiar with Chicago footwork, it's basically a genre that uh, originated in Chicago, kind of evolved from house and juke music scenes, but R.P. Boo is definitely the pioneer that emerged back in the mid-90s. First album, Legacy, was released in 2013. He follows up with that sequel this year with Legacy Volume 2, features probably some really recognizable samples. Serena. My pick this week is from the K-pop girl group Espa and their new mini album, My World. This actually came out on, on Monday, and a lot of K-pop releases are now dropping on Mondays and Tuesdays. But this is their third EP, or mini-album, from one of the really standout rookie groups of, of the last few years. And they're on the same entertainment company label as like Red Velvet or Girls' Generation. And what I really love about them is just like this sense of maximalism. This music is stuffed with hook after hook. And I love the way their work is interested in this sort of duality that the digital age creates between, you know, physical you and online you, which they sing about. Nicole. My lightning round pick is South Africa's own Bokani Dyer, Radio Sakaba.
Connie comes from a musical background. His dad is Steve Dyer, and Sakaba means nation. And so that's what Bokani is tapping into, his home, South Africa, and all of the influences. But you'll also be feeling the influences of America because Bokani has lived here as well. So Bokani Dyer, excited for his radio Sakaba. And I'll flag the new album out today from Midwife and Viva Melancholia. It's called Orb Weaving. Midwife is the musical project of Madeline Johnston and Viva Melancholia's Angel Diaz. They both make this really dark, dreamy, shoegazy music. They're just absolutely perfect together on this record. Great late night listening, you know, when you're alone and you want to go very deep into your thoughts. Orb Weaving is the record for Midwife and Viva Melancholia. And that'll do it for this week's show. My thanks to Serena Turos, Nicole Sweeney, and Tariq Moody. Thanks, everybody. Thank thanks, you, Robin. Robin. Thank you, Robin. All right, if you want to go back and see a list of everything that we played and talked about, along with a list of other notable releases out today that we didn't get a chance to mention, you'll find it all in the description of this episode in your podcast feed. You can also hear full versions of the songs in our expanded New Music Friday playlist. Search for it in Apple Music or Spotify. And as always, be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep up with the latest from NPR Music, including new tiny desks, playlists, reviews, and more. You'll find it at npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.